Hello, and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where my guests and I share tips to help and inspire you to build a great personal brand to increase your visibility and authority. I am your host, Claire Vaughn, and on today's episode, I am so excited to be joined by Rachel Joy. Rachel is a board-certified trainer and master practitioner in NLP, EFT, and time techniques, critical hypnotherapy, and life success coaching. While she focuses on online marketing and business strategy, she stresses the importance of the mind-body connection and that being the foundation for anything you want to create in life. Rachel has been featured in such media um, outlets as the CW Network, Thrive Global, and Top Podcast, Earn Your Happy. So Rachel, thank you so much for being here. It's great to have you here today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So many skill sets kind of jam-packed into one. Tell me, I mean, I don't, I don't know what a lot of those are. So please tell me, time techniques. What are we talking about here? And why do you kind of yeah, how did you come up with this to put it all together uh, with marketing and Blend yeah, them like, all together? <laughs> help me, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> of course. Okay, so what are they first and foremost? So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. EFT is most commonly known mm. as tapping. Um, hypnotherapy is hypnotherapy, hypnosis. A lot of people know what hypnosis is. Uh, time technique stands is very similar to timeline therapy, um, which can be used for a variety of different ways. Historically, it's been used for uh, resolving trauma, but now it's been used for just releasing negative emotions, limiting beliefs, and even connecting to your future goals. Um, what else do we do? NLP, EFT, time techniques, life and success coaching, and Transcendent Academy coaching method. So why do I do all these things? What are they? Essentially, there are powerful healing modalities to create a transformation in an individual. But the reason why they're so powerful is that they work on a subconscious level where we have our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. Our subconscious is responsible for 99% of all thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So relating it to the entrepreneurial world, let's say you're starting a business, you're I'm not even starting. You're growing a business as well. You have a particular goal in business and you're brushing up against the mark. You're not quite hitting your goals, for example. It's not because you're not good enough. It's not because you don't have the right strategy. It's because of the beliefs that you have associated to money, success, running a business related to yourself. Okay. So Rachel, now I'm kind of thinking that I have another question for you. And basically when you're, when you are coaching somebody and you are trying to figure out how to work with them and you have your, you know, your business strategy coaching, and then you also have all of these other things, like where do you start to figure out what is causing the problems in someone's business? Right. So typically I start with the strategy. So I'm looking at their goals and where is it that they're wanting to go? How do they want to accomplish or you know, what product services do they want to put out there and in what way do they want to market those products and services? And typically what you'll notice is when they're talking about what they desire, there's going to be some limiting beliefs associated to that goal. Like, oh, well, I want to create this program, but I don't believe that I can do it in XYZ. It has to be ABC, for example. And then that's when you notice where there might be a little bit of digging mm -hmm. to do to get to the root cause. And it's not ever like, oh, I want to create this 
program, but I've been told that only organic marketing is the way, for example. And when you notice those words like only this or I can't that, that's a red flag that there's some digging to do to recognize that there's a reason why they're thinking that. Like when did they decide that, for example, in this case, organic marketing is the only possible way? Clearly they learned that Facebook ads or email marketing is a waste of money or time or just doesn't work. And you can dive in deeper to find out why and what's motivating them to take X action instead of Z, for example. What I is kind of thinking about like when we were dealing with our own clients and sometimes you're just like, who is this person that literally effed you up for me to now deal with, you know, cause you're, cause you have to kind of, yeah, you're like, Oh my God. Like the people that, that, somehow told this person that marketing was a magic button or that it was, yes. it was easy. Everyone could do it. You know, everyone. And, and I, I feel like I deal with that a lot and it's sometimes very hard. Um, and I'm like, I don't have this, like all of this psych- psychology background. And you're like, sometimes you actually need it. Cause you're like, wow, I can't actually do any of the marketing work because you constantly sabotage every single thing. Um, yeah, it is a bizarre mm-hmm. thing. And you're sometimes, I, I deal with people at a very, that are very uh, successful and at a very high level. And sometimes you're just like, wow, this is really difficult. And I'm like, I need to get a shrink in here <laughs> to deal with you. <laughs> I like to classify myself to like the outsider world. So I work very similarly to you in the online space, in the coaching industry. I feel like we're such a large but small connected world that if you're not in our industry, a lot of people don't really understand what it is that we do. And so to the outsider who's not involved in our world, I always explain myself as like a business therapist. Like we're gonna work on your business, but we're also gonna work on you at the same time. Because like you said, there's these things that end up coming up. Let's get a shrink in here. And what I've noticed is that for me personally and also with my clients, entrepreneurship is the biggest mindset and emotional Mm. healing game you will ever endure. And I've been endured a lot of emotions and traumas, past traumas. And this has been like the most enduring thing I have experienced is constantly coming Mm -hmm. up against your blocks, those next levels and having to do the personal work in order to achieve. Well, I'm just going to tell you, honestly, you deal with much more open clients than me because mine are like, no, cannot tell them that they need a shrink. So we have to find other ways to deal with that because there is no, they do not want my advice in, on, on that level. So good that you've got people that are, I think that, that, that yeah, we do not attract those type of clients. <laughs> we attract ones that are. Hopefully they're listening to this episode. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's just, we definitely do not. Um, do not deal with that. And I think that it would make a lot of people very upset if I brought this up, but you know, maybe this is a nice way to just be like "Hmm, being truthful. Um, I wonder what would happen. if I know. Yeah. That that would be how much more. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, that's the thing. Um, But the thing too, is that they've had tremendous success doing what they're doing. So you have this kind of a, of a thing like, well, I've done really well thus far. Do I really need to, you know, broke. What is it? or fix what isn't broken. So yeah, I I don't know. It's an interesting, it's an interesting conundrum. So like, what do you do when you're working with somebody to like kind of um, help them break free of the, you know, some of those barriers that they're, that they're dealing with? 
A lot of it comes down to therapeutic questioning. So noticing what language they're using. So NLP in particular, I like to explain it as the uh, language of the subconscious mind. So when you know how to communicate effectively to the subconscious mind, you can then get on board or your subconscious, I should say, can get on board to participate in the actions and behaviors that need to take place in order to embody that next level version of yourself. So when you have said goal, there's that saying of um, it's not about the goal itself or the destination, but who you have to become in order mm -hmm. to get that goal. And that's really what we're doing. We're noticing who is it that you have to become in order to achieve that goal. Because yes, you can be a high achiever, high performer, success driven person and achieve that goal by doing 80 hour work weeks, uh, busting your butt, making sure that you're hitting the mark. But at what cost? You mm -hmm. don't get time with your family, you're stressed out, maybe you have a health issue, or you can achieve the same goal from a much more calm, peaceful, peaceful, harmonious, and confident place without less putting in all those hours. And what it comes down to is not the capacity of work, but what is it that you believe to be true about what it means to be successful and who you have to be in order to mm -hmm. achieve that result. So many of us have grown up in a world where we've been told, get a good job, go to school. If you want to make more money, you have to work harder, not smarter. That was a new concept, I would say. And I don't know, maybe in the past 10, 20 ish years, work smarter, not harder. It used to always be if you want more mm -hmm. money, you got to work harder. And that's just one example of an old paradigm that so many of us are subscribing to. And yes, you can achieve your goals in that way. But at what cost? There's a, always a much well, simpler, so, more effective way. I actually feel like there that there's a new um, thing that a lot of people are kind of dealing with uh, that is completely false, which is the fact that you see influencers and, and these people that, that have millions of followers and are making millions of dollars and everything is easy and they got a Lambo and a, and a $10 million house and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it was just magic. I, I feel like a lot of times I deal with people <laughs> that are like, oh no, that's where I need to be tomorrow. Do you deal with people that, are, that okay, so what yes. do you, that, cause I, I feel like that's kind of one of the things yes. that, so it's not this kind of like, where do you see yourself? It's like, no, no, that's where I see myself. And Bob did it, as he says on all the social media in like two years or a year. Like he was literally like homeless <laughs> and now he's not. You're like, you know, so I, I there's, I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to answer your question, but there's a lot of lying that goes on. People are not telling you the truth. They're renting those cars, renting yeah. those houses. So like, how do you kind of yeah. just say, okay, I know that you believe this to be true, but this is actually not reality. Cause sometimes I don't think they believe you. Cause there's a lot of people out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a great question. That's a great question. And I agree with you. It's not an overnight success. I do believe that some people are authentic and real and it can happen mm -hmm. quickly for some, but that's not the result for most people. I do believe that success in business is a long game and you have to be willing to play the long game. So in that people are starting businesses with a possible idea of what it should look like. Highlight word should, we should never <laughs> should on ourselves, right? And then they find out what it's really like. And they, because of that, they end up setting themselves up for failure because they're like, oh my God, I'm not attaining this goal. This is not happening. I must not be good enough. Maybe mm -hmm. I should just quit while I'm ahead. 
And that's where building emotional intelligence and resilience comes in because you and I both know that it is a long game. Even the people who had that overnight success, chances are they had either tangible or intangible resources, maybe even Mm -hmm. a prior existing business or a community or a network of some sort that supported them and getting them there. So I like to reveal the truth first. Yes, it can happen quickly. It's not going to happen for most. But then for me personally, this was something that I experienced when I first started my business as well. Um, And I noticed that every time I was striving for that quick success, I would hit the income goal Mm. and then I would plummet. And I wasn't understanding why that was happening. And what was happening was I was achieving my goals from a place of misalignment. I was selling things to sell things to hit the goal rather than what was my soul and my innate purpose here to do on earth? What is my unique soul message that I'm here to serve and create an impact with? And so one thing that I started questioning with myself, and it's so easy to get caught up in that, that I ask myself this frequently still, is what's the rush? If you knew that your success was 100% inevitable, like it's already done, you have that much confidence and certainty in your legacy that you're here to create, does it really matter how long it takes or does it just matter that you got there? And that takes off the pressure for you to then take aligned action in your business because you already know it's done. You know you're going to get there and it doesn't matter how long it freaking takes because you are so happy and excited that you know you're going to be there one day. The things that, I, that you hit on that I think is super key. It's pretty much probably the most important thing that you, I think that, yeah, I think the most important thing that you said, but the most important key to really being able to achieve that <laughs> success is emotional intelligence. A lot, you could be so intelligent in yes. all of these things and have, be high achieving, but unless you really can step back and be objective about yourself, Unless you can literally talk about what, what really serves, you know, me in this space, like a lot, I, I don't know what the, what the stats is. I would be very interested to know. I feel most people have a very hard time doing that. They want what, whether it's, it's, it's keeping mm. up with the Joneses next door or wanting to meet other life goals. Like I need to be this, I need to have kids, I need to have whatever, and I need to do this before I can afford this. And I feel like there's, there's life that's happening and all these outside pressures that it's, it's a very hard thing. And it's very real that people don't, aren't able to get rid of those. Right. Cause you're like, I can't disown my mom. I can't disown, my, you know what I mean? Like, so what do you deal with that when you're literally dealing with kind of like outside people that are kind of the, the ones that are selling them all of these false things? Well, that's exactly where like the subconscious change work and self-exploration, like knowing who you are and why you're Mm -hmm. here to your core comes in to play. Uh, Because I want you to imagine your brain for a minute as your iPhone. Your iPhone has all the software, all the photos, all the memories stored on the phone. But what happens when it has a message that says, it's time to update your phone. Most people, including myself at times, will say, no, later, I'm busy sending out an email. It pops up the next day, time to update your phone. Like, no, I have a call right now. I'll do it later. You click later, later, later until your phone glitches out. The battery's not working anymore or there's certain apps that just aren't functioning. You're like, okay, fine, I'll update my phone. Our brains are the exact same way. We are operating on old, outdated programs that are not serving us. Like you said, programs and beliefs from our parents, from our school teachers, from society, 
from cultural programming, depending on what part of the world you're from. And unless we take a minute to pause and update our software, meaning we're assessing what is really true to us and what is actually serving or not serving us, then you're going to have a lagged phone. You're going to have a lagged brain that is not supporting you fully mm -hmm. in getting to where you what want. What do you be. do when you're, when you're dealing with a client that's really resistant? They're just, they, they want the magic button and, and they're very resistant to, to changing themselves. Do you just, do you fire them? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I've never okay. really had that client just because yeah. that's probably in my messaging. Yeah. Like that's not the person I attract. I attract the people who are okay. ready, willing and able to do the work. Uh, but typically what I tell my clients is if the client's not ready to do the work, you don't work with them because, or mm -hmm. you honor them with where they're at because you can only, or me personally, I believe that you can only take your clients mm -hmm. as far as they're willing to go. So if you're, you know, running a marathon, you're doing all the things, I will run the marathon with you. If you're half asking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're half budding, the, the marathon, then, then yeah. I'm going to put in the same amount of effort. Mm -hmm. So I let the client drive their success is on mm -hmm. them. It's not on the coach ever. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting, uh, interesting conundrum. So, um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say like that I'm, I'm not a coach. Um, we are like a, a, you know, marketing agency. So we, so it's a little bit different. So we're kind of from a different perspective, but we still deal with those same issues. Um, it's like, Hmm, should we bring on a coach? <laughs> As, you know, prices have to go up, but, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, um, not kind of idea. thing because you really do deal everybody throughout life. I mean, you should, I think everyone should always be doing work on themselves. I just, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that people don't do in, in my kind of experience, even doing this podcast, I've talked to a lot of people that help others and, it's amazing how many people haven't really done done the work and have been very successful um, in the outside world mm -hmm. not doing that work. They may not be happy, but to the outside world, they look successful. Um, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather be less successful and more happy and content inside, so that it just kind of feels better. You know, At the end of the day, like you know, you'd rather. I don't know. Yeah. You know, you, you just kind of like think about your life. I mean, I do anyway. And you're just like, hmm, is this is this where I want to be? I just think that you know, for for listeners out there, I think that what we're kind of getting to, what Rachel's talking about too, is yeah, think about yourself. How how is this is this your life serving you? Not to like, yeah, don't make any drastic changes. <laughs> we're not telling you to quit your job or do anything crazy. But sometimes <laughs> you do need to reevaluate some stuff. And another thing too, I was talking to somebody else. A lot of yeah. people think that entrepreneurship is easy. I mean, I live in I live in LA. Beverly Hills is right down the street. You see Lambos all the freaking time. Everybody's ever. I mean, literally, like you know, oh, he's got a Beamer. Poor him. Mm, he's poor. Like that's where yeah. I live. Okay, <laughs> not not where I live, but you know, Beverly Hills, right? So you if you're if you're kind of like in that space and you see that, you're just like, wow, I'm I'm I need to do these magical things. Um, and sometimes it just literally, you know, if you literally had a conversation with the guy in the Lambo, sometimes you would find, you'd be like, wow, this is really sad. Like he's not happy, you know, 
from a yeah it's, yeah it's a sad thing um yeah i don't it was at a restaurant and i but there was a guy with a lambo hitting on like he was like 50 60 something hitting on like young chicks and you hear him talking it kind of was it was kind of sad because he didn't have anything that was real and substantial superficial and everyone wanted him to buy him buy them yeah. champagne it was what could they what, what could he do for them in this moment and they really didn't care the next day so he was just like being used and you're like that's kind of sad it's going to make you empty and sad well it sounds like this goes da back down to values our values create our thoughts or drive our thoughts and beliefs and our thoughts and beliefs drive our actions mm. and our actions drive our results for better and for worse so a man like that without fully knowing him what I can see is that he's operating mm -hmm. from a definition of success mm. that he has not defined for himself. He learned once upon a time that in order to be successful, he needs to make a lot of money. It has to drive fat, fancy cars, have designer clothes, whatever it might be, be able to spoil people and eat at the fine dining restaurants. But not once did he, was he taught or did he learn that being successful also means having healthy, happy, fulfilling relationships, for example. And so it's a matter of one, creating your own definitions. And that's where doing the programming comes from, like having that critical thinking of what was I taught and do I believe this to be true for me today? And then two, what are my values? And what do those values, for example, if you value success, what does that mean to you? Because I'm sure you and I both value success, but our visions of what success means is probably a little different. Similar to money, I'm sure we both value money. I'm guessing we might also value health and or family, but how we value those things will be in a different order and also in a different capacity based off of our own unique model of the world and life so, experience. When you are working with a client, you're kind of doing all these deep dives. Do you find that like they come back to you and they say, hey, you know what, my like relationships, my like life in general has gotten better because I did all this work. So my business is better and life is better. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Yes, exactly. It's to create a more fulfilling, harmonious, mm -hmm. and I like to say free life. Like my goal with my clients mm -hmm. is to provide them with freedom. So emotional freedom, mm -hmm. time freedom, yeah. financial freedom. All the freedom. <laughs> Love it. All the freedom. All the freedom. I... Like why did we become entrepreneurs? Why did we become entrepreneurs? It was so that we could have not just money, but the time to enjoy what the money can do mm -hmm. for us in terms of opportunities and experiences. And like you said, what's the point of having all those materialistic things mm -hmm. if you're not happy on the inside? So they all are tied together yeah. deep down. Yeah. Even when people I mean, don't even it's, realize it's it. all so true. So let, let's talk about, so you built your community. How did you build your, your kind of your community of um, the people that you work with? A lot of different ways. <laughs> A lot of messy, massive trial and error. I started with the classic cold uh. outreach DM on Instagram in my very beginning days to growing a Facebook group, to going live all the time, uh, to eventually doing ads and learning about funnels and systems and that type of approach to recognizing about val the importance of value-based content. And as I'm talking about this, I would say the most mm -hmm. important one is cultivating communities. So treating your, your current clients with like the red carpet treatment. Like I always tell my clients that oftentimes, you know, people are, 
going with the approach yeah. of, oh, I'm not making enough money. I don't have enough leads. Like this isn't working for me. When the money, the leads, the clients are right in front of them. Your, your, it's so much easier to re-sign a current client than it is to gain a new lead, build that relationship, nurture it, and then convert them. Yes, you want both in a business. A successful business should have both. But the client who's already paying you is going to pay mm -hmm. you that much easier for the next thing than somebody who you just had a conversation with and it's like, hi, nice to meet you. Unless there's that instant soul connection. Mm -hmm. There's going to be time involved in that. Um, so really having good intentions, in my opinion, is being a I, I always say you have to have altruism in your heart in order to build a really great brand. Because if not, people are going to see through the, the false everything. Yes. They're going to know that you're after whatever. <laughs> that, that, you want that Lambo. They're like, no, they're going for the Lambo. <laughs> they don't care about me. I'm done. Yes. Yeah. So that's like, it's, it's, you can't fake that. <laughs> I, really I, I need the damn Lambo. This episode title should be, I want the Lambo. Another thing that's coming to mind is um, vulnerability. So I tell my clients a lot that mm -hmm. authenticity is your biggest marketing tool. So particularly when you're building a personal brand, like my brand, my brand's kind of expanded beyond me where it's not just a personal brand anymore, but it started as a personal brand. And many of my clients are building personal brands as well. And so, you know, being real, raw and vulnerable about who you are, what you've experienced the challenges, the wins, not just the highlights, actually mm -hmm. connects you to your audience where they build that know, like, and trust factor and want to buy from you because they feel like they know you. They feel like they're friends with you, that they have something to gain or relate to. And I feel like that's where a lot of people also get tripped up is there's so many beliefs and fear of judgment or criticism of if I share this, whether it's an old fear a thought, an opinion, mm -hmm. you know, cancel culture is a big thing these days, then what will happen? Instead of seeing the success or the opportunity that can come from it, a lot of times because we've been shunned in the past, even if it was a public speaking opportunity mm -hmm. when we were in elementary school, for example, we've learned that when we share our truth, when we share our voice, we are not accepted, we're rejected, mm -hmm. we're hurt, whatever it might be. Yeah. And nobody wants that. So subconsciously, mm -hmm. no, it's, it's an interesting down. thing is I definitely think that for me, 2020, I, I had to take a break from everything because I was like, I just can't handle it, all this stuff. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of like, mm -hmm. oh, if I step into that, am I going to be, you know, stepping in a deep puddle there or whatever? And I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to talk about things that I used to talk about <laughs> that I thought were relatively not controversial that somehow weirdly seemed controversial. And even talking with my marketing team, um, they were like, yeah, that's a thing. I mean, especially living in California. Um, I mean, I, and you know, so it was, it's an interesting thing that somehow it weirdly, it opened up kind of a conversation. Um, I literally posted a, a photo and, and a, my team and it helped me with the caption, but it was about 4th of July. And that suddenly became kind of this controversial thing of do we support, you know, do people uh, talk about it anymore? And I'm like, you know what? My dad was a Vietnam vet, Marine, like, yeah, patriotic family. <laughs> he still has a flag hanging on his house right now. And I literally just said, you know, you have to speak your truth. And you know what? If it, if it literally offends somebody, then like you were saying, go. <laughs> 
<laughs> really, that's so, that's so, it's just really weird. That I just don't think that I should have to be ashamed of that. I just don't think, you, and, I, and I think that, that, you know, and weirdly enough, it got a lot of comments and people were just like, thank you for saying what I have been feeling. Because I have felt the same exact way, not feeling like I could literally yeah. talk about holidays that I've, that I've, you know, supported my entire life um, because of these kind of these narratives going around of, will I be canceled? Will, is this controversial? And yeah. So anyway, um, it was, it was an interesting thing because I actually didn't know the post was going to go out. I was like, okay, so okay. it's out there and it did really well. And I was like, okay, you know what? Sometimes my team actually pushes me beyond where I would want to go. And I think sometimes you, you do need somebody else to be like, you know what? You should push yourself. Yeah. Cause I definitely do not talk about my wins. I don't talk about the things that, it, that I do that are, you know, that, that are very successful. My team will be like, Claire, we should talk about this. So I think a lot of times you need like this outside perspective to really have success. I actually did a, a post where it was talking about, yeah. you know, the most successful people really do have coaches. Even successful coaches have coaches. You don't know everything. And I think yes. that that is a problem, I think, and maybe you can tell me uh, yes or no, but I think that's one of the biggest problems that entrepreneurs have is they think they have to do everything really, really well. Yes, I think I agree. And I think that comes down to mm. like being stuck in the beginning stages of the business. So there's like the growth stage when you're building business. And then there's the scale stage when you're actually implementing systems and processes and building a team. And I think so many people, again, comes down to beliefs and values, don't really know how to scale a team effectively. Mm. So they would rather do it all themselves, whether it's a belief that they can't rely on people or they value money that if they are outsourcing this, or implementing that software, then it's going to take a money away from their bottom line that they could be bringing home. There's so many little, like little nitty gritty details that don't seem like a big deal, mm -hmm. but they're driving the show and they actually create a certain result. And I think a lot of people end up stuck in the solopreneur hat yeah. rather than CEO and founder. Because one of the things that I you know really helped me, and I definitely did this starting in 2019, um, I got rid of people and social media accounts that I was following people that weren't really serving kind of my goals. And maybe I can, I could tell, you know, this is kind of like a thing that has helped yes. me and maybe people listening can do the same thing. Get rid of those people that are, have the Lambos and are trying to make you that are, that are falsely telling you that it's easy and it's mm -hmm. magic and you can do all of these things. Go and find people that are the ones that are saying, yeah, this is what my, you know, this looks perfect, but you know, show the, show the backside, right? You wanna see behind the curtain. You wanna see the struggle, the, what you talked about, yes. what you said, I had to learn all, you know, I had to, I DM people um, on, on Instagram at the very beginning and I cringed because what <laughs> we learn, you have to, you have to yeah, learn. I you have to. Myself. You have to fail. I do think that failure and not, and something not working—that's the best way to learn yeah. from it. And no one, no one just it starts knowing, you know. But maybe find find people that you can follow that are kind of sharing some of their behind the scenes and their struggles and their reality, because then you'll know that it's not easy, and then you will feel like you can do it if you see that other people 
have overcome things, I think that you will see that you can do it too. So I think people think that it's such such an insurmountable thing and it was so easy for them and them and them and them and them because they're showing you this beautiful uh, social media account and it doesn't really exist. No, I love that. It doesn't really exist. I That's so, so true. I would like to say that if you're, the profile you're looking at is just a highlight reel, like it's all wins, all celebrations, mm -hmm. all luxury, chances are it's not authentic. If it's a highlight reel and they're showing the downs or the challenges and the hard times, they're probably mm -hmm. a very successful person who is the real deal yeah. because they're showing you. The and, and one thing I was going to touch on that, that you mentioned earlier, because you were talking about how you you really start out with your personal brand and how that's shifted for you. Um, but you still, your personal brand is still there because it has to be you selling your business. I think that's like one of the distinctions is, do you agree with that? Like you still yeah. have to be personal because if you can't connect authentically with the other person, because they don't, they don't care about your business entity. They care about you. Do you think that, do you feel that's true? Yes. I, I, so yes and no. So with where I'm at currently, yes. I also think it has to relate with your mm. end goal for a business. Like, what are you building the mm. business for? Are you building it to stay in it forever? Are you building it to make an exit or are you building it to sell? So for me, Transcend Academy, mm. my coaching certification has grown beyond me. That's a community now. It's more than just me. And so I'm mm -hmm. building it in a way so that I can make an exit. I've questioned, do I want to sell it? Do I want to keep it? I know it's not what I want to do forever. As Even though it's an extension of my heart and soul, I have other passions and things on my mind and projects that I'm working towards right now. And so I'm building it so that mm -hmm. I can make an exit so that it can live beyond me without me having to sell it all the time okay. and have my team run it for me. Um, so I, I think there's that it takes time. Like I'm still very much involved. Mm -hmm. um, but still, but it but can do you still done. find that, that having your team be that kind of so that bringing them in, bringing more, you know, because people are the ones that definitely connect. So there still needs to be kind of faces. Yes. People. You said it. Yeah. So that human to human yes. connection, people. it just cannot yes. be duplicated. That's just one of the most important things. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the personal brand yeah. and being personal, personable, all those things are always going to be key. All right. So Rachel, I would love to know your three tips to get rid of limiting beliefs. So first and foremost, update your iPhone. In other words, your brain. Identify what is it that you actually believe to be true about you, your relationship, success, the world at large, and are those really your beliefs or not? Is it true for you and is it serving you? You need a foundation to work off of. The next thing is um, subconscious reprogramming, work, do the work to change those. And the best thing about it is I said work. Work doesn't have to be hard. Subconscious reprogramming is fast and easy. For example, a hypnosis session or subliminal audio, you just plug that in your ears, go to sleep, and let it do its magic. And then the other thing, let's see, one more that I can give you. Therapeutic questioning. I love having critical thinking and asking empowering questions. So this is one exercise that I give almost all of my clients. What is the belief that I believe? that is causing a negative impact. So what is the limiting belief? Do I believe this belief to be 100% absolutely true in all circumstances? It's always no. If I were to continue to believe this belief, what are the consequences in my life? One year from now, five years, 10 years, like paint a nasty picture because 
we will do more to, for, we'll get more leverage for pain than we will for pleasure. We're just wired that way. So you want to paint a nasty picture so that you can pull away from it. And then am I ready, willing, and able to let this belief go now? You want to paint a nasty enough picture that you're like, hell yes, I'm out of here. Let's go somewhere new. And then from there, what is the new empowering belief that I choose to believe instead? You create that new belief, that new affirmation. And instead of doing affirmations, because affirmations often don't work, you're going to do a incantation, which utilizes all aspects of communication. So your words are 7% of communication, your physiology, your body language is 55, and your tonality is 38% of communication. So instead of saying, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, and not believing it, it's going to be, I am so worthy. Noticing the variance in your voice, using your hands in whatever way feels true to you. You're going to find that 10 of how you're saying it, and then you repeat it that way over and over again until your subconscious gets it. Because your subconscious loves repetition. Awesome. I love those three tips. So okay. thank you so much for being here. Uh, this was such a great conversation. I feel like we really kind of meandered through a lot of things. But the basic thing is that everyone needs to do probably a little bit of work on themselves. So anyway, so if someone wants to to learn more about you, where can they do that? My favorite place to hang out is on Instagram. So you can reach me at the Rachel Joy number one. Um, same username across all platforms, same as TikTok. I'm very small, but I'm just starting TikTok as well. And my website is www.therachelljoy.com. My favorite place, like Instagram, just send me a DM. Uh, and thank you for listening and thank watching. You. Have and a great day. I will see you in the next episode. Bye.